You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What is up the internet? This is your good friend Curtis Spears and I'm here today with an Okada's Shorts Short. G-Wondering, Night 6, G1 Climax 32 action from Currican Hall in Tokyo. This happened on Tuesday the 26th. It is now currently Wednesday. But um, I wanted to take a little extra time and really think about the matches that took place. I was thoroughly entertained by this night. This was so much fun. And I really just kind of want to wanted to really savor the victory lap that I'm about to take. We'll get to that soon. We're going to start out with some block action from Chase Owens and the Great Ocon. I was kind of looking forward to this one. I know that Chase is a very good hand, is what, you know, what they would call him, a very good hand. He's He can make people look very good, and Ocon is someone who's really been focusing his singles match chops this last year, and uh, so I was kind of really looking forward to this one. I thought this was going to be a great showcase for Ocon. Um, Chase started out really hot. Just the second Ocon got in the ring and, and ripped his mask off, Chase hit him in the face with the powder right in the eyes and just goes to work systematically taking Ocon apart. Uh, Ocon kind of starts working his way out of that early hole, but Chase is a super wily vet, just too many Healy tactics. He's using the ropes to gain the advantage over and over again. Uh, and, and it ends with a C trigger and package pile driver. That's all she wrote. Ocon starts in a hole. Chase Owens has got a, another signature win in Currican Hall in the G1. And what I really wanted to talk about was some of the innovative offense that these guys were putting together. There was a great spot. I don't think I've ever seen it before. I do skip a lot of Chase Owens undercard matches. So, you know, I apologize for that. But Chase uh, went to do a sunset flip and turned it into kind of like a buckle bomb. Instead of bringing him over for a for a pinning combination, he threw him right into the turnbuckle for a buckle bomb. It was fantastic. Chase whew, killed that one, dude. Oh, my gosh. This match, was it was pretty short. I did not expect to see Chase Owens getting another win so early in this tournament. I thought maybe he would play spoiler for someone at the end. But, you know, hey... um. He can. They're they're telling the story where he can get dangerous in Corican Hall, and um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, good for him. I'm not a Chase Owens fan, but he he got a good one. And uh, Okan did look good. He was uh, he had some huge babyface energy. He was coming back from being in that hole, and uh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Shorts. The next match. This one was. <laughs> what's the best way to put it? God tier shithousery. Okay, Kenta is banged up right now, 
evil is on a tear with his, you know, heelish tactics, the house of torture. And, and you say house of torture to any new Japan fan and all of them know exactly what we're talking about, you know, outside interference, weapons, things like that. So I knew that this was going to be S tier nonsense. And, um, I was here for it. I was pretty amped. I know some people are against having that sort of fun in their, in their new Japan. But like, I mean, when it's the second match or third match from the top, it's not that big a deal. It only went about 10 minutes. Kenta versus evil. They were trying to one up each other with their shithousery, of course. And I love it. Evil wants to shake hands and then tries to grab Kenta for the, for the everything is evil. Then they're going to too sweet. And Kenta tries to get evil by, you know, raking the eyes. Um, Kenta gives Evil a copy of his book, but Evil throws it away. They're hitting each other with a ring bell and the bell hammer. Evil chokes Kenta with the mic cord and kind of asks, oh, do you give up? You like an I quit match. There were exposed turnbuckles. Kenta does the Eddie Guerrero uh, spot, accusing Dick Togo of hitting him with a crutch while Kenta Sato was down. Uh, the lights go out when Kenta has Evil in the game over, which I thought was going to be the end of the match. They have a chair duel. Uh, Kenta loses via countout because Dick Togo holds his legs and prevents him from getting in the ring. This was the best Toriano match all year. The the spot of the match for me was definitely Dick Togo thanking Kenta for his copy of Kenta's autobiography after the match. Bullet Club is fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Next up, Tom Lawler makes his G1 debut against Lance Archer. Finally, Tom Lawler getting in there to, to mix it up and... I loved it. It's something about Tom Lawler, it's... Well, first off, it's the battle of two dudes who look like they stink. I, I imagine Lance smells like Texas dirt and Lawler smells like sweat, like, all the time. Uh, Lance's new white gear is sick. White on white gear is my fucking jam. So anytime someone comes out with white on white gear, I'm in. I'm automatically in their corner. The fans, right away, the second Lawler's music starts, started clapping in time. That's something he's only been doing for the first few few shows like trying to get the fans to clap along with his music the second he came out for his very first g1 match and the fans were into it the fans were eating this one up it was so much fun it's so cool to see the fans responding so well to team filthy because i do want to see more of team filthy in the future in japan i want to see west coast wrecking crew in the world tag league i'd love to see jr kratos come over and make some noise like uh, on some undercards, you know, backing up Tom Lawler. I think J.R. Kratos would be huge in Japan. People would love him. Charlton, Chris Charlton, my friend. Char- Charlton, bring it in. Bring it in. Sit down. Take a knee. You called Tom Lawler the king of shorts, and I personally take offense to that. Everyone knows. All four of our listeners know the Okada Shorts podcast is the king of shorts. Okay? So, Chill. Charlton did later compare Lawler and Suzuki, which makes me believe that he might have been reading my Twitter. Lance was just too big in this match. Lawler's takedowns just weren't working. He can't take advantage of that MMA ground and pound sort of style. He's just not big enough to bring someone as huge as Archer down and work on him, which is really sad. But he had some good spots, even if he couldn't get a lot of sustained offense. Archer did get the the blackout slam and uh, put Lawler down for two points. But there was a great spot earlier in the match where Archer chokeslammed Lawler off the apron, like chokeslammed him off the apron onto Royce Isaacs. 
which was fantastic. It looked like a car wreck. Great stuff. Lawler was having the fucking time of his life. You could tell he was eating it up. The, the, the fans loved him. Great response for him. Lance Archer is a fantastic dance partner for him because he got to play from, you know, he got to play a from underneath, which is something I'm sure he doesn't get to do very often, seeing as how he's like such an like a shoot badass. So that was pretty cool. Now we're going to come to my victory lap. Now, it's not much of a victory lap because I'm not actually running anywhere. I'm currently sitting at my desk with a pug at my feet, snoring away, warm little puggy foots. And uh, drinking a big old cup of of coffee. And um, man, I got to tell you what. I called it with David Finley. I, if you go back and listen to G-Wondering Night 2, my very first G-Wondering, the person I said I was most excited to see what was going to happen this year. It's so... F- God, guys. If you listen to the... If you listen to the, <laughs> the G-1 preview episode... Uh, of Okada Shorts, the full episode that we did, I kind of hand waved David Finley. Oh, he's a man without a country. What's he even doing here? He looks like a last minute fill in. And then I thought about it. I took a day. And I said, Who am I most excited to see? And on Okada's Shorts G Wondering Night 2, my first G Wondering, I said, I wanted to see what David Finley was going to do. He's. You know, he's got an opportunity here to really sell himself. He's got an opportunity here to really make something. Even if he was a last-minute fill-in like people speculated, that doesn't mean that you can't go out there and put on a show and prove that you deserve to be there. My notes for the match are time to put up or shut up for David Finley. And, well, other than the next note being about Juice's awful-ass music... Everything after that was, oh, my God, David Finley is showing out. When I think about it, I think about how I wanted blood feud. I wanted a match where they were going to go at each other, all guns blazing, fists, kicks, that sort of thing. And it started out very scientific. They were looking – it was a little too wrestling. There was a lot of headlocks. There were a lot of takedowns. And – I was like, oh, this isn't really like a blood feud between former best friends. But as the match went on, the story they were telling wasn't of a blood feud. It was it was two dudes that hate each other, but it was two dudes that know each other's weaknesses and were looking to exploit it. I feel like they maybe had this match worked out between each other for years. But um, in kayfabe, it's, it's like even when they were partners, Juice knew how he would beat Davey if he ever had to. Like he had it in the back of his mind the whole time. The difference is when he was happy dancing juice and he had that in the back of his mind, he may have said, oh, I would just exploit his shoulder. But now that he's rock hard, Juice Robinson, he's relishing it. He's beating the shit out of Davey and he's fucking loving it. He's throwing him into the barricades. He's working his shoulder. He's doing everything he can to to show Davey like I was the star. Of Finn Juice. I'm the guy who got us into Impact Wrestling. I'm the guy who got us through World Tag League. I'm the badass here. I'm the the rich dude who's married to the hot lady. And you're just some, you know, reject. And um, Davey, working as the baby in peril, had me riveted. I, 
you you couldn't help but to root for him. I don't know if it's because Juice was such a great heel, if it was because Davey was such a great face, or both. I think it was both. But once Finley actually turned the tide and starts taking the barricades to Juice while he's just seeing red, it's getting me amped. Juice is playing the cowardly heel so well. Finley's working over Juice's injured hand. He's saying that if you can exploit my shoulder, I'm exploiting that hand that you broke a couple of years ago. And he's doing it with the same exact aplomb that Juice had. It's great. Um, I'm from the school of thought, like in WCW back in the day, if a if a heel introduces a weapon and the babyface uses that weapon on the heel and turns the tables on them, hoisted on their own petard, then it's not a heel move for the babyface. It's what goes around, comes around, and you should know better for next time. And I feel like Finley relishing in taking taking that damage to juice, taking that beating to juice, and um, working over his hand was really him saying, okay, two can play at this game. And he still came out looking like a, a, a huge face because of it. Finley has huge baby face energy. I, I was so wrong. He does not need to join a heel stable. I thought maybe he would join House of Torture with a shillelagh gimmick or something like that. He doesn't need that. He, I don't know what he needs yet, but wherever he's going, I'm all in. I'm all in on, on David Finley right now. What a hell of a fight. It's not a match. It was a fight. Spots of the match. Okay. The crowd audibly popped. The the, the Japanese polite Tokyo Kurikan crowd popped audibly at least three times in this match. The three that I'm going to pick out specifically. I thought the... I thought that the, the, the best spot of the match was the crowd popping the first time. Juice removes the turnbuckle pad behind Finley's back and throws him shoulder first into the corner post, not into the exposed steel, through the turnbuckle pad directly into the ring post, and the crowd audibly popped for it. Then the fans audibly popped for Juice giving Finley a pile driver on the exposed parquet wood floor. Then the crowd audibly pops because Finley, once Juice is, you know, in full heel mode, trying to hit him with every single piece of, of plunder that he can possibly find, Finley turns around on him, hits Juice with a shillelagh, tries to pin him, and pulls him up early. Pulls him up early. He says, I don't want to win by hitting you with a weapon. I want to, I want to pin you clean. Picks him up, blasts him with the trash panda for the two points at 24 minutes, almost on the nose. And then Finley just takes the belt gimmick that Juice was doing. He says, no, 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 you didn't steal. You stole Osprey's belt. I'm stealing the belt. Osprey, if you want the belt, you come get it from me. That's fucking fantastic. Because right now, I'm looking forward to the David Finley versus Will Osprey match way more than I was looking forward to the eventual Juice versus Will Ospreay match. I'm amped. I'm all in, bro. Like, David Finley, let's go. Let's fucking go, buddy. The standings, current standings, after night six, Okada sits uh, on top of the A block with four points. You've got Yano, Jeff Cobb, Lance Archer, and Bad Luck Fale with two. Tom Lawler and Jonah with zero. Not where I picked for either of those guys to be, but whatever. B-Block, Jay White, 
all on his own with four points. You've got Tamatanga, Sonata, Taichi, and Chase Owens with two. And Ishii and Great Okan with zero. Upsetting. Great Okan deserves that block. That's Great Okan's block. God damn it. All right, the C block. Zack Sabre Jr. Zaku sits all alone atop the C block with four points. He's the probably the best tournament wrestler in New Japan right now. The dude, the dude always shows out in tournaments. He's so much fun to watch. Uh, we've got Tanahashi, Hiroki Goto, Aaron Hanare, and Evil, all with two points. And Tetsuya Naito and Kenta sit at the bottom with zero points. Now, the internet knows exactly what this means when you have Tetsuya Naito at zero points. That's right. Kenta's winning this block. Oh, you thought I was going to say somebody else. Haha. <laughs> Joke's on you. Okay. D block. Now... D block, when we did our preview, we said, you know, A block is the monster block. B block is the storytelling block. C block is the superstar block. What is D block? That's what we asked. And I said, D block is going to be the work rate block. When you look at the people that are in it, that's going to be where the five star matches are going to come from for the most part. For the most part, they have Shingo versus Yoshihashi. Fucking five stars. Osprey and El Phantasmo, fucking five stars. And now, Finley and Juice Robinson, fucking five stars. Oh my god, it was so good. All of these matches have been fantastic. And also, Yujiro Takahashi's there. But no one's the, the clear winner here. You've got Finley, Shingo, Osprey, Juice, Phantasmo, and Yujiro all on two points. Yoshihashi with the big old goose egg. But there's a lot of tournament left here, guys. And um, Josh from WeWork Stiff said it the best. When you're looking forward to matches like Yujiro Takahashi versus Will Ospreay, you got full-on G1 brain. And bro, I got full-on G1 brain. I'm fucking here for it. I, I, I am so amped on this tournament. I get amped on this tournament every year, but I'm fucking amped right now. There is some good shit coming out of D-Block. And um, I really hope that you're having a good time watching it. Now, we've got um, going on right now, actually, and I'm about to finish this up and go and catch the tournament matches for today. We've got Will Ospreay versus Yujiro, Toriano versus Bad Luck Fale, Goto versus Hanare, that one's going to be a banger, and Big Tamo versus Tamatanga, that one's also going to be a banger. And you'll be listening to the dulcet tones of your bad friend Rafe Houston breaking that down as soon as he gets a uh, as soon as he gets a chance to watch these matches and give you his thoughts. Once again, this has been the Okada Shorts Short G Wondering from G One Climax Thirty Two Night Six. I'm your good friend Curtis Spears, and let me take a personal moment to say. Uh, I've been pretty open on my social media about my mental health struggles, and I want to thank everyone who's uh, reached out to me for a little bit of compassion, words of wisdom, things like that. And that's up to and including my my good friend, Rafe Houston. And I know I say he's your bad friend, Rafe Houston, but he's my good friend, Rafe Houston. And um, I want to thank him for being my partner here on the show and helping me out in real life whenever I need it. He's a great dude. He's the best kind of dude you could possibly know. And also, uh, Ashley from the How to Talk to Your Friend About Pro Wrestling podcast. 
here on the beautiful Countout Network, uh, you know, someone who I don't know, but who's a member of the Countout Network family. She reached out and offered some words of advice, and she's super cool. I want to thank her. I've had a ton of friends, a ton of family reach out to me recently, and I really appreciate you all. Things are going to be really good. Things are going to be good from now on. I feel it in my bones. And, uh, yeah, that's all I really needed to say. But I love you all. Thank you very much. And um, let's do some let's do some shout outs here. You can find me on social media at LDestructo83 on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow my other shows like the Smart Foundation Pro Wrestling Podcast, where we talk about classic, mostly retro wrestling. You can find my nerd podcast, Throwing Dice, which is about tabletop wargaming and tabletop uh, role playing games like Warhammer and D&D. You can find my bad friend Rafe Houston on Faces Feels Cast on Instagram and Twitter. You can find his his other podcast, the Faces and Feels Cast, where he talks to uh, wrestlers from from a friendly perspective, interviews them to pull back the curtain on their personality just a little bit. Super eye opening. Listen, uh, that show, the Faces and Feels Cast. Uh, you can find a ton of great shows on the Count Out Podcast Network, like Your Dose of Death, Deathmatch Wrestling Podcast, How to Talk to Your Friend About Pro Wrestling, uh, Ring Post Radio, tons of other great shows, uh, all focused around this beautiful sport, this beautiful art form um, that we call pro wrestling. And um, finally, I want to say a big shout out to... Owen at Riff Your Pod for our ripper fucking theme song that just gives me so amped every goddamn time I listen to it. And you're about to listen to it again right now. So till night eight, when I'll be back to break down some more matches for you. This is your good friend Curtis saying, keep it right. Keep it tight. Keep it what? Shorts. Owen, play us out, buddy. Count Out Podcast.